0: Sorry, we're closed. All right, welcome back. Another episode, sorry we're closed. And I think all we're going to talk about today is baseball. Uh, because <laughs> everyone, that's pretty much all that's going I mean that yeah, well. From a business, <laughs> yeah, careful there. From a business sports you know perspective that's pretty much all there is to talk about obviously there's much more going on in the world that we won't dive into on this podcast because that is not why you tuned into this show so obviously then the the absolute top story right now is the diamondbacks taking out the dodgers and sweeping the dodgers uh which you just don't see in baseball and well you you see sweeps in baseball, but you don't see like a Dodger team who has won like something like uh you know I think a minimum like ninety four games uh, over the last seven seasons, and then and that was the only season they had under a hundred wins outside of the sixty like, game season in twenty twenty. I mean, this is a team that has been perennially awesome, and obviously Clayton Kershaw has come with his problems in the in the playoffs. But to see the Diamondbacks, who you know, I I don't know that anyone anticipated them. I mean, nobody
1: know. would have thought. I mean, the Diamondbacks was like cute. They like still kind of snuck into the playoffs, uh, and <clears throat> I mean, as a former Diamondback employee, the Dodgers have always been our daddy. You know, it's yes. always been like, even in or in the building, the consensus was like. You know, like, oh, man, the Diamondbacks are good this year. And then somebody would go, yeah, but we still have to play the Dodgers, right? And then the Dodgers and the Padres, and it was the Giants for a long, for the longest time, right? So it's always been like, you know, oh, here come the Diamondbacks. We're scrappers. We're fighters. But
0: settle down. Yeah. So listen, as we always do on the show, <laughs> talk a little business, talk a, bit, a little bit about, you know, a little bit more in depth and we talked about this last episode if i remember correctly it's more so about you know can, you know what is the best way to run an organization now we had great conversations last week about you know you know listen different markets can they spend i mean me and sean privately have had conversations over the last decade about West Virginia football and can they ever become Alabama? Can they ever become these perennial, you know, probably never become what's called quote unquote a blue blood because you're going to have to have so many years of history for that. But can they become the, you know, the Clemson, you know, can they become like that team that's new aged and in, and in there in the mix all the time. And so, you know, now that we're talking about sports business on the podcast, you know, from a Dodgers diamondbacks perspective. And it's a great matchup for us to look at because they did play. They just played the diamondbacks swept them. The Dodgers are consistently better Two different ways of running an organization. Obviously the Dodgers are, have no problem spending money. Uh, the diamondbacks have some problem spending money. Like that's not really their MO by any yeah, means. They didn't give
1: me too much of a raise.
0: <laughs> uh, to be fair, you left them. Uh, yeah. But- it's cause they wouldn't give me a raise. <laughs> Uh, but you have you you have this. Obviously, the 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 there is no guarantee in sports or any or in business, whatever. There's no guarantee that you spending money is going to going to translate to a World Series. However, however, based off of the last from 2017, and I'll go over the wins they've lo- they've only won one world series but let me go over the wins here 2017 104 wins world series elimination 2018 92 wins world series elimination 2019 106 wins nlds elimination 2020 i don't they, it's like 60 wins or something like that we you know with a small amount of wins it was a small season they did win the world series that year 2021 106 wins nlcs elimination 2022 111 wins NLDS elimination 2023 100 wins NLDS elimination so from a again and from a business standpoint from a, even for, and I think you can look at it from a fan standpoint as well because that's kind of who gets your gets your customer so you kind of need them um, but from a business standpoint you know over from 2017 to 2023 you know you you you, de- you it did not translate into more World Series if we can't take out the COVID year, but it certainly translated into more opportunities mm. to get to that next level than it did for the Diamondbacks, which have been rebuilding and, and <clears throat> you know, they've rebuilt it for a little while, then they they they've taken some steps back by trading some of their better players away in hopes they have some some good players, I yeah, guess this maybe probably, at a higher this level. This
1: is probably the culmination of getting of letting Goldie go. You know? Yep. When they tr-
0: when they traded Dansby Sean, who did they get in return? Was it was it big league guys? Was it, they coming back trying to get, make a push that year, or was it um, was it was it more? we just like a uh, more prospects and instead of having one, you had four now.
1: Man, it's a great
0: question. For some reason, in- could you t- take a look at that when you had a chance?
1: Yeah, the Dansby Swanson trade. Yeah. For some reason, there was uh, Shelby Miller comes to mind.
0: That does come to mind. In I know well. we
1: traded for him. I know who am I, that. Who am I googling here? Dan, it's Dansby Swanson. Swanson it's the Braves. Like when, when did he go to the Braves? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's gonna be like. He went to the Braves. What was the trade? Yeah. What was 2015? the trade? I um, think Shelby Miller was correction. I think he's. I in think, that but, trade but there had to the be trade. a bigger piece
2: because he was such. He was a one yeah, one. So December 9th, two thousand fifteen, Diamondbacks traded Swanson Ender Ender, Ender in Ciarte. In Ciarte. Oh, that guy's is that guy the bum? That guy's a bum.
1: Who Ender? <laughs> Ender was a big leaguer then. Is
2: he still there? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. He was not like a, Blair. Aaron Blair was a big prospect. To the Braves in exchange for Shelby Miller and Gabe Spear. Gabe oh, Spear, who's Spire. still in the show.
0: Former That's your guy. Yeah. Gabe Boy.
1: Spire. Yeah, he, he's on the Royals right I, We were at Green Texas the other day and we saw him on TV. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, so yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, looking back on that trade. It's terrible. The, the, yeah, the Diamondbacks gave away a one-one, gave away a big league. You said NCRT was a big leader Inciarte at the time. There was the
1: outfielder, like a, a scrappy, like Venezuelan guy. Did uh, they give
0: someone else? Was there a third player? The in that Aaron, Blair, Aaron Blair. Aaron Blair. Blair was a big he prospect.
1: Won. He was a he was a supplemental round pick at a Marshall, uh, but he fizzled. He fizzled hard. But he, I think at the time when he got traded, he was still a big deal.
0: So you had two first rounders. One being a one-one. F- yeah, a big league outfielder for a starting pitcher.
1: Yeah, and he was Shelby did not
0: do well. A starting pitcher and Gabe, who was not – I don't think he was close. No, to he was – I thought maybe. when he
1: came over, because we had him for a little bit. He was younger got, than me. Yeah, I thought he was like a – I did not think he was a big league prospect at all. And then I remember after I left, he 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 got uh, like rule five. Uh, and I was like, what? And, uh, and he's been in the show for a long time. I mean, he's one of my most successful
0: alums. Okay, so let's add some more context. This is what this podcast does. For reference, the Diamondbacks, I would imagine, believe they underperformed that year. Based off that trade, trading those guys away, they did win seventy nine games that year. So they were making a push. They they beat the they were the Padres were below them. The Rockies were below them, obviously. Uh, Giants. They were only five games back from the Giants, but they were thirteen back from the from the Dodgers. So they were making a push for that year. Okay, because they
1: were like right towards the end of Goldie's tenure. There was like a real now or nothing vibe around the building, because everyone knew that we're like this guy is Goldschmidt's the best player in baseball, and we're gonna have to we're we're not gonna be able to pay
0: him. All right, so this is this is good for good for the show because it's <sighs> and it's good for context to show that although the Diamondbacks haven't been good until pretty much this year, the but even was so, a- let
1: me just jet, jet in there. Even uh-huh. so, like they were they haven't been good until last night. Because up until then, it was a it was a typical like Diamondbacks push year where they're like like just scratching like barely. I think they were in the playoffs by like a game and a half. I was like half season following uh, and and like they want I forget. I don't even remember who they beat in the opening round there, but they uh, but now with the Dodgers. Now it's just all of a sudden like, oh, what a huge year. And it's weird. It's only three games. But uh like, they, they really, nobody would have ever really raised an eyebrow until this series.
0: And possibly, depending on what their, their level was uh, going into the playoffs in 2015, they might not have made the playoffs with this team. I bet they didn't. I bet they there, didn't. There's at least one extra wildcard team now, maybe two. I'm not yeah, sure. I bet they didn't. So, regardless, new rules. We abide by them on the podcast. We follow the rules in this podcast. And Dimebacks made it. And as we always see, and this is one of the things like, and I guess, Sean, you can talk more about uh, basketball, Um, you know, it it really is who's hot. Like in baseball, starting pitching is, in my opinion, I think a lot of people's opinion, the most important thing in baseball uh, throughout the year. I know pitching, they always say pitching wins championships or in playoffs, but I mean, you need it in the regular season too. Uh, So... Starting pitching is very important. Obviously, they had a pretty tough start with Clayton Kershaw. I don't think he got out of the first inning in the first game. But you know, you have this team that has now made, like Sean said, you know, he's they made they 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 backed into the playoffs by you know again to the, by that last wild card spot. They go on and win, and now they they just sweep the the Dodgers. And now, now people are talking about a successful season, a successful team. Uh but again it does make mention. It makes sense to mention. That the Diamondbacks were trying in 2015, so it wasn't like this. You know, Mike Hazen came into the picture um, in 2017, I think, because he was still the GM for the Red Sox in 16 when I was in the big leagues. So he left in 17, I believe, for the Diamondbacks, and so now you're talking about. Let's talk about the Mike Hazen era only. That's six years uh, of of baseball that got you now into the into the into the playoffs. You did beat the Dodgers. Whatever it is, you know it is what it is. You did it, and now you're talking about you know you know possibly going up against what the 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 Phillies or the Braves. or the uh, or the Braves in the next round. But again, it, it it begs the question: You have six years of baseball to get to this, or the last oh, it was actually perfect. 2017 is with the first year that I put on that Dodgers that Dodgers clip. You know, as a fan. It's, it's obvious you'd rather be a Dodger fan. I mean, it, even taking out the World Series, it's still yeah. way more exciting. And again, as we talked about earlier, being a fan translate probably, you know, whatever you'd prefer to be a fan of probably translates into the best business model uh, because, you know, you're probably more excited because you're winning more games and spending more money. You know, that just kind of goes with the L- picture. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question.
1: Go ahead. Now, this, I, I, like,
0: part of me thinks this is a stupid question, uh-huh. uh, but
1: I, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Which which scenario is the fan base more excited? Diamondbacks sweep the Dodgers to go to the NLCS. Dodgers win the expected World Series.
0: What's more exciting?
1: Yeah, as a fan, which which are you more? Which which brings more excitement?
0: Diamondbacks.
1: Okay, so that that's interesting to me because I mean, financially aside, like just the strictly the fan base. Like the the fans are, it is more enjoyable to be a Diamondbacks fan who goes to the NLCS surprisingly versus the the. I almost, I've almost I've almost always felt that it's almost like a like a relief that you won the World Series because you were expected to.
0: Yeah, kinda. Yeah, but I, at the same token, in this particular year, yes, it'd be better to be a Diamondback fan. Um, it'd be more exciting. You know, I mean, even look at the Phillies last year; they were good, but no one was expecting them to do anything crazy. They make yeah. their way to the World Series, and it's taking over the nation. Everyone's Philly fans; yeah. it's fun. But at the same token, we're looking at a six-year window here. Of when would you what what team would you prefer to be a fan of? It's again, it's and I knew you're going with that argument because it's do I want to be West Virginia or do I want to be Alabama? One
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, you and you know, <clears throat> I mean, listen. And let's break it down even further. And for the for the folks at home that are video gamers, uh, you know, we talk about like FIFA or Fortnite when you're on a run and when we're playing and we're playing well. You know, it is a little relief that you win the game you're supposed to win. Yeah.
1: When you're holding the crown, baby. But it feels
0: good, baby. It feels good. <laughs> so and it it is absolute. Just it, it, it cr- it's cringy. It's it's frustrating as all hell. It's all this stuff when you're on the bottom. You can't get yourself up. Yeah. So, from a Diamondback perspective, I mean, I still think as a fan, you'd, winning a World Series is difficult. It is, I don't think it's ever expected. It's a team that's like, hey, listen, they have the best chance. I don't think it's ever expected. So, I think that there is that, that, it's listen, get us to the playoffs, be a good team, have a fun year, and let's see what happens in the playoffs. We have a great team. Let's see what happens. But just like similarly with the Diamondbacks, they like, just get there. And let's see what happens in in five games. Uh, So I think, of course, it's more fun when the underdog, that's why everyone loves rooting for an underdog. It's more fun when the underdog is doing well. Um, But I think, as a fan, I think you'd rather seven years or six years of fun baseball and then getting bounced, being like, shit, than being, you know, shit, and then one year being like, oh, shit. Oh wow, we're pretty good right now. Yeah, uh, you, you, know?
1: gotta, you gotta. I it, the the uh the excitement of the one random year comes at a cost of mediocrity for a very long time,
2: even
0: shit at for some time. Yes, and then uh, so
2: the flip the flip side to that, what I noticed is that the when you're when you're good consistently and you get to that NLDS spot consistently, win or lose, first round of the playoffs. Um, the first game for the, it was when the Clayton Kershaw went and took a dumpy on the, on the mound, (laughs) you know, first pitch playoff game, you know, hall of famer on the mound, the upper deck's half filled. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, again, I'm sure that that
1: was it in Arizona or
2: no, it was in, no, this was, uh, at home in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Half full upper deck. (laughs) Um, and so I, I don't know. I think that's something to think about in the sense and that for you know, the bottom lines, fans fine, are kind of you
1: know. like cashing that in. They're like, "That's oh, the Diamondbacks." So we, yeah, we, we'll see. We it, and uh, we'll,
2: we'll see in the World Series, or the, we'll see it in the next round. Like we that we shit ain't get happening there. in Philadelphia right now. No, Holy smokes. no, no. You can't, even in, can't even get in there. You see, I hey. saw on
1: Barstool today there were people standing on like the
2: roof covering. <laughs> I think those are people that work there. That's not that a ticket. Okay, that's fair, that, fair. That was, I didn't click on people, it, but I was like, that's My crazy. buddy sent me that. He's like, dude, I can't believe people are crawling up there. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big, most
1: electric ticket in sports right now. That, yeah, yeah. And to see that home run like that. It was, yeah. yeah.
2: There's also it's something
0: to be said, another caveat to add, add into that. It is known in baseball that East Coast fans are very different from West Coast fans. Oh, for sure. For sure. Very different. Playoff, playoff baseball, playoff <laughs> soccer, I'm sure playoff basketball. Anything. Anything. On the East Coast. People lose their minds over here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's not the same over in L.A. For for
1: Laker games, it was always like a known thing that people don't really show up until like 30 minutes into the game. And there was always like a parade of celebrities that would come through at like the media timeouts. Like, oh, here comes Kim Kardashian. Oh, she got to parade herself in. Magic Johnson had to walk down from the top of the stand so he could get a round of applause.
0: Yes. It's also Diamondbacks, not a very sexy team. Yeah, which know, I'm surprised not,
1: about. I mean, I'm surprised I'm not like Phoenix Scottsdale is a 10 out of 10 place to. Yeah, place but
0: before. we're talking. I'm talking about sexy in terms of a rivalry. Like I, I don't know, think if those think people
2: people in Scottsdale are so drunk they don't know how to get to the ballpark. All they want to go. They want to <laughs> go. They just can't get there.
1: But all I'm saying <laughs> is I'm just surprised that nobody from Fe- no teams from Phoenix has ever like rose from the ashes like a phoenix uh, because because it's such a great place to, to like, to live. Uh, Just interesting to me.
0: Yeah. But again, if you, if you're saying like, yeah, obviously the, the, if the giants came to town, uh, I, I think you probably don't have a half, uh, filled upper deck against, uh, you know, game one with Kershaw on the mound. But, who really knows? But from, again, from a business standpoint, obviously from a business standpoint, it's very easy to say that the Dodgers have made considerably more money over the last seven years than the Diamondbacks have made, <laughs> yeah. which will then obviously go play a role into how much money they're able to spend, how much money the Dimebacks are able to spend, so on and so forth. So although we went on this roundabout 17 minute and 57 second talk about which one is, from a business perspective, it's very easy to tell you which one from a business perspective is probably better. Now, we could probably get into the real weeds and talk about payroll. Talk about how big the Dodgers' payroll is in, in comparison to the Diamondbacks' payroll. You know, if you're splitting all of the the TV money, is it really worth it? You know, we could really get into the into the weeds and go into balance sheets and P and Ls. But although we are a sports business podcast. I don't necessarily want to go that sports business i uh, I'd be bringing up balance sheets from uh, from years past. We're talking to interest uh, rates.
2: Full, full disclosure to all the listeners out there, I never got into any business school I applied to. I got rejected from all of them. So All of them? All of them. Never all made it them. in. I even got into the college and tried again and still didn't get it. Jesus. So,
0: well, take <laughs> it, again, it, and also just as another piece of the puzzle here, it. It, it's, it's, it should be mentioned that the Astros, and I we already did it, but the Astros have gone to seven straight ALCSs. That is something you just don't see. Like, And I know they always have the cheating. All right, let's talk about this. Does it pay to cheat? Oh, yeah. Big time. 100%. Like, Correa's filthy rich. You see Correa, Didn't Correa recently come out and talk about how he, like uh, – he, uh, he like was weeping or something about it. He, could, he, he was sick to his stomach about the cheating, all this stuff. Didn't, did you guys see this at all? Uh, no. Oh, man. I wish I could bring it up. But, yeah, it was this ridiculous thing. I I, I, I don't want to talk bad about Boris Corp people, but he's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But regardless of that, yeah, he came out and said something bullshit. But, from a again, from a business perspective, it would pay to cheat in that situation. I wonder if I mean, they needed to, though.
1: Because they, I wanted to because
0: they've been good now for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like to me, it's just like 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 it, it, it rings a bit of like like the celebrities who have like uh, like a sex tape get released or something like that, and then there's all this like negative publicity. But now they're just a celebrity permanently now. And it's like like their life has changed and it like eventually ends up for the better. Like Tony Robbins was like a was like curing people with snake phobias in the beginning and he was like this like cult leader, uh, you know, who would go up and heal you and and now he's like this this force for good. And it's like, oh well, that's interesting. Like you don't even rem-. you're like, Oh, I totally forgot that this is what he used to do. Whereas yeah. the Astros, like, they're filthy. They got great talent, they got great pitching, they got great players, they got Probably a pretty solid organization. Like they might have won it without it. So I think for them, it may it's like a uh, it's like a you know a black stain on the on their legacy. Whereas like you look at some of the college basketball teams, like Bill Self, they just had to vacate wins, right? Like, okay, <laughs> I still yeah. want the Natty, you know? Like, that might be beneficial in, in, in something like that. But the, ba- the that particular instance of the Astros makes me wonder because they're actually legitimately good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah the Astros are fantastic. Uh, they've been fantastic for a while. I I think they've proven to everybody that they just didn't necessarily need the cheating to win yeah. baseball games. And I know there it's always going to happen. Yankee fans are always going to hate them because they feel like they lost because of it. You know, Dodger fans are always going to feel the same way, at least that year. So there are always going to be those people that talk about that. And It is, especially with how good they've played now, it is a little uh, shitty to have that kind of umbrella over yeah. this team. They I were mean,
1: egregious, though. They deserve it. They were absolutely they egregious.
0: They won 100%. There's yeah, they no, weren't even trying. Yeah, Just slam podcast.
1: in a garbage can? Get out of here. Yeah,
0: no, they, there's, there is there is 1,000% deserved. But it is now, like, looking back on this organization, you're going to see, like, people will, you know, if they continue to go into World Series, they win some more World Series. I mean, you're talking one of the better theoretical dynasties you can have in baseball because you're not going to win a World Series every year. You're not going to out-talent everybody every year, uh, like you can in basketball and stuff like that. But, you know, there's just, you know, they, ha- they will always talk about how great this Astros team was over the last decade. And then there will always be that little note in there. Yeah. Like, well, you know, this year they did the cheating scandal. Yeah. Uh, and I look forward to it. I want to see like a real in-depth documentary. Once These guys have to probably stop playing. Yeah. Uh, in order for anyone's even remotely considering an interview. Uh, but it, it is, although Correa, again, we have more information now about Correa not um, wanting to. I want to see if I can pull that up. Because I, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, it just... It just he always rubbed me the wrong way when he came like you know, when he came out like staunchly defending yeah, everything. Yeah,
1: he's he's yeah, he's had a weird like response to these to like the whole situation.
0: Oh man. Uh I'm trying to see here. Is it something that came out this year? Yeah, it well, I, I thought at least I thought I saw it recently. But everything I'm seeing here uh is not like, recent.
2: Yeah, that I came up earlier. I Googled it earlier. Uh
0: yeah, I'm not seeing anything that's coming up. That's 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 recent. Um, you're talking about when
1: he was like, I, I I do remember what you're saying. Like he just came out and he was like adamant about that about was the beginning. Like, but recently, bro. I yeah,
0: that was the beginning. But recently, I had heard that he had said something about like maybe I'm wrong, but I thought maybe I dreamt it that he heard that he that I heard that he said that um, uh, like he was he was sick to his stomach about. The cheating and didn't like that it was happening on the team and and all uh, of this other yeah all this other stuff. So I'm, again, I'm not really sure. Uh, I guess maybe I'm wrong, um, but you know, regardless of that, uh, moving back to the to the uh, East Coast. And these Phillies um, against the Braves. Braves, I mean, a phena- I talk about a team that has been great over the last decade as well. Uh, the Braves have been fantastic. But the thing I want to talk about, a little caveat that we always see. I always feel, and to me, it's so cliche and it annoys me. But it's worth talking about. And I hate using this phrase, but we're going to. Uh, bulletin board material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying. It does motivate, mm-hmm. and they had Arcia come out uh, with the Braves. He claims it was not meant for other people's ears. It was never meant to get to Bryce. Like he was not trying to like dig him. He was just uh, like in clubhouse thing, which we'll get to in a second because that's total bullshit. But he said that you know that you know, uh, uh, Tebow, you're a Phillies fan. Do you remember what Arcia said?
2: Yeah he's just like laughing in the locker room he's like boy, Bryce boy," yeah. and just like laughing and walking around the locker room after the win.
0: So we've seen it over over the years forever uh, people talking about how they you know certain teams get Baltimore material material when it goes well we all hear about it when it doesn't go well no one talks about it so like when you get the Baltimore material and the team sucks still uh, no one even talks about it later. They're like, "Oh, they have these bolts and board material." And then after the game, it's like, "Oh, this team's terrible." Um, there's no point in talking about it. But we've had this. Now you have Bryce Harper hitting a homer uh, and staring down Arcia while he's rounding second base, which is a pretty sick picture. Mm. It was ice cold. Yeah, he's ice had a cold. couple
1: sick moments like this in Philly.
0: Yeah, thing is, and and yeah, I'm going off you know a little bit off subject. Not I guess off subject, but. With Bryce, does it pay just to be kind of hated your whole career? Definitely definitely, yes. Especially or in big polarity. moments. But especially in big moments. Like when you ca- like when you get to a point where you've been hated so much, but you've played well, like you've done well, we've kind of had that villain vibe to you. He's never been like this well loved, like Mike Trout, yeah. you know, Derek Jeter. Like you never had this well loved mentality where everyone's like, yeah. Like Aaron Judge, for example. You know, we never. He's never been that that type of player. Does it get to a point mentally where it's like I just I now don't care what these people think. I'm like I'm gonna do it in spite of them. I see. Yeah, when you when you stop caring what the fans think of you because you've always kind of been hated. You know, these big moments. He's you know. I don't think he is at the level of David Ortiz I think David Ortiz might have been the the, the, the biggest clutch hitter in the history of the of the sport. Uh, that guy just seemed like it did not matter like when it well, no it did matter the situation he was going to perform better now like he he
2: was just outrageous but it got to the point where you expected him to win a game and he would yes. go up and do it it was yeah a tight like we're game. down three and the bases are loaded. This is going to be a grand half of the slam game too. Yeah, like seventh yeah. inning. This on. is what's going to happen.
0: He's just he's. This is what David Ortiz does. He knows that that guy on the mound does not want him out there, <laughs> <laughs> and he's ready for it. Like he's. Yeah. This is this is. Fun. It was almost like when I pitched against pool when I get 0 to him, and the bases were loaded. He he knew what was coming. There's nothing else I could do either. I was going to walk him look like an asshole or I had to throw one right down the middle and he hit a double off the wall and, you know, there is this history. Here system. we are. <laughs> here we are. I'm doing podcasts now. <laughs> so, you know, Bryce has kind of had this mentality now where like, he's kind of hated, but he, since he's gone to Philly, and I don't remember so much about I know he's good with the Nationals, but, like, you know, they were bad for many years and stuff like that. But he, Philly, like... The, one, it's seemingly one of the more hated fan bases in sports. Everyone thinks they're the you know super mean and all this other stuff. Like, we are you know, scum- scumbags. Yes, yeah, scumbags. Like they're this, but this huge Philly fan base, and now he's kind of you know found his home. Although there was a, a point where he got, I remember, wasn't there a couple of years back? I think uh, one it was of the first Philly year there. He was getting booed. No. Yeah, the people were going after him because he was getting paid too much. And you know now, I mean, he is beloved. He has to be beloved. Am I wrong, Tivo, our, our our Philly fan on the pod?
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's on the verge of uh being I mean he is a lifer now, I guess. If you win, obviously if you win you never, you know, have to do anything else in your life. You could just be a a mayor of the city. But yeah, yeah no, I mean if, like, if hey,
1: they man. win the World Series, is he statue level?
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Maybe, yeah, why not? He his came New out York. last night. Last night he had, like, a press conference, and he was just like, I love this fucking city, like, blue collar. Yeah. There's no place, like, playing at the bank. Like, he teed himself up for, like, yeah. forever, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah Forever, yeah. basically. Sure.
0: I mean, how many do we? How many years does he have left on his contract, Tebow? Ballpark me. Because uh, it was a four, big maybe. deal. Yeah, He's four. been there
1: a, a little bit.
0: He has been there a little bit. But they put together a good team in Philly, and they are cons- now, you know, the past couple of years now – They've Thir- been, 13, right the year
2: deal. 13 year deal. 13. Just got like eight years to go. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, let's, you know what? This will be fun. Can you bring up the statistics two, two, th- there?
2: 2030 He's a free agent. Two thousand thirty. Can you,
0: uh, can you do me a favor, TiVo? Can you look up on Google right now? The, yeah. the year by year breakdown of that contract. Goodness yeah, gracious. Because now out. we got, we got a Phillies team here. With a 13-year contract oh. on this 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 gentleman, and Nerd. how many how many millions was it, Tebow? Uh, uh, 330 million dollars. 330 million. I'm going to. I'm going. It's got to be either back at front loaded or or I would say actually, probably actually loaded.
2: it's pretty spread apart. Um, Is it? What we got? We'll walk us through For, it, there, TiVo. Yeah, first year. Interesting enough, it was a base salary, t- two thousand nineteen base salary, at ten million with a million five signing bonus, and then from twenty twenty on, f- which we're in the middle of right now, it's a twenty six million base and a million five signing bonus, and it stays that way in two thousand until two thousand twenty nine, and it drops down to twenty two. How many years left does he have on tw- after twenty nine? Is that so his last 30. year. Yeah, two thousand thirty he signed through two thousand thirty oh, one season.
0: So it is. It's pretty it's pretty and the, even. And the
2: the luxury tax is even across the board. For the remaining of his contract, the luxury tax is twenty five million. And the the payroll salary is twenty seven. Jeez. God. <laughs> you know, I'm out, here. Travett, I'm out here
0: I'm out I'm I'm out there, yo, painting the walls of my damn bar that we just bought gold last night I got, I got paint all over my hands this guy's making 26 million I mean, he's much better at baseball than me but hey, it, he's it is gotta wake so up early in the morning you know what i mean a legend. Legend. He's, he's a lunch pail have... kind of guy <laughs> blue collar blue collar baby blue collar blue baby blue collar. <laughs> um all right so let's so listen the the phillies have been good the last two yeah. years last year was kind of a surprise how good they were but still a solid squad 26. If Reese
2: Hoskins is healthy, they win the World Series. Shout out last year you mean or currently? No, right now. Right now. Okay. Reese Hoskins is going to come back. The Phillies are going to be in the World Series. Reese Hoskins is going to come back, pinch hit, and hit a home run. And it's going to it's like it's going to be unbelievable. So TiVo,
0: we're in the year 2023.
2: Okay. We're so it was 2017
0: you started. So we got six years into this deal. No, 2019. 19. 2019. Oh, so we're four years into this deal. As a as a Philly fan, blue collar fan, (laughs) (laughs) lunch pill kind of guy, lunch lunch pill guy, lunch pill kind of guy. Are are you satisfied up to this point with this deal?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, everybody will say that, and then of course, I mean, the bad
0: timing to ask, but yeah,
2: yeah. And then as long as you can be competitive for the next probably four to five years, consistently making the playoffs, then
0: you know, I think everybody will be happy with it. It, it.
2: Right, it will on the back end, and then everyone will be like, "Well, we gotta like look towards the future and get rid of these guys." And that—I mean, they've had 2028
1: peaking right now. Starting last year, you're not going to get more than three or four of those years before it starts to fall apart. Four is even pushing it. Like that's like dynasty level.
2: Sure. I mean, you got to shoot for the stars. Well, yeah,
0: and the Phillies. Listen, they're putting together good. They seemingly have a good system in place right now. They're putting together pieces like, yeah, like lot you of talk of, about. The bullpen's young. The guys are yep. coming up. And and the, the, the additions like and not that Schwarber's gonna be around forever, but like in addition like Schwarber and stuff like that, it shows like the, the, the front office kind of has a decent understanding of of pieces to put together to make a good baseball team. But from just from a purely, we're just talking strictly this contract because this is what we're talking about when we're talking about like an Otani coming up. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to try to get more money out of Otani, but is it worth it for the for the franchise to sign this kind of a deal? Now, from a fan's perspective, if you ask them at the right time, as we just asked TiVo, they're going to say yes. He's been they've been in the playoffs the last two years, unbelievable run last year to the World Series. This year, what's the series at right now with Atlanta?
2: Two one fills close. It two out one tonight. fills
0: game. You know another game tonight. So like exciting times. One hundred percent worth it. Now that's why I always ask because a lot of times they'll they'll front load or back load the contract. You know in order to save money for the organization and knowing that the last two or three years, let's say Bryce is you know at that point is is mid <laughs> to the upper thirties, yeah, mid to upper thirties. You're talking about you know uh, either unloading him to another team to, to uh, take some salary off the books. Or if he becomes a legend in the next two to three years, let's say he becomes like a Philly Philly icon, which kind of closes already, mm-hmm. you, you keep him on the books and you, you try to build a, a young team around him, let him be a veteran presence to kind of build the youth of the next Phillies team.
2: So... I, I, as a fa- fan's perspective of agreeing with Sean of Kane, like this will fall apart is I agree. You're in the prime of it now. And so you have to he figure out it. these next two to three seasons. How I don't know what the books look like of what you can and can't do, but like Reese Hoskins is hurt. Like, is he worth re-signing? I think so. Try and keep that core team together. Cause there's a lot of y- prime time leadership, like guys that aren't young, but they're not old, but they're leaders of this team. Reese, Bryce, and then try and keep this together. Aaron Nolan, the guy that pitched last night, his contract's up. So I think you, you got to try and go out of your way to keep the core together for the next two to three years, if you can, to make runs at this thing. And then if it falls apart, you know, after 2026, 27, I think you, you, as a fan base, you can live with that because this is this is a fun team i mean we're winning it's loud we have we have a theme song they have a theme song every time they win it's like you don't you don't get that every season or every run you know so i think you try and keep that together as much as you can i also don't think it's i also don't think it would be worth like
1: pursuing a shohei otani type no for the phillies yeah you don't need it you don't need it i'm yeah like like going out i feel like that's that's like like spending like just trying to buy a World Series which is not really possible uh and I think that that like that decimates your like you're gonna go even further off the cliff in, in you know six years or something like that and it's like you're looking you're like this is your time now like don't don't blow it for the future if
2: you if you went to Citizens Bank Park tonight and took a survey and said hey it's 2023 Would you like to experience something similar like this year for the next three years? And you can roll the dice. Maybe it's a World Series, but at least competitive, going to the playoffs, if not in the playoffs every year, and the upside is maybe World Series for the next three years. But then after that, it's going to be another rebuild time. Or do you just kind of want to be good and, you know, you're going to turn into like an average team but you're going to keep the same players yeah. for the next 8 years and you can remember the fun times but your upside isn't capped but you're going to have a above average season every year for the next 10 like everybody's going to be like no 3 years and then we'll take definitely, the pain definitely definitely
0: so from a Bryce Harper contract standpoint just from a fan's perspective we're not talking about numbers here of course it would it's, it would presume that 2022 to 2025, 2026. You got to be good. You got to be making a push at this. You got to be having fun, yeah. and you got to be building that team for a few good runs at this. Hopefully, get a World Series out of it because you're going to want at least one World Series out of it. But make a run, and then the fan base, from that perspective, can be like Bryce was worth it. This yeah. was as long as he performs well and is part of that big push, which he is. Yeah, he's obviously doing that. So from a fan's perspective you have to think that it's you need 3 good years out of that player you know you need you know pretty much that's it 3 solid years out of the player to do it and from my what i can tell you from a scott boris standpoint which Bryce's uh, um a he was a he's a client of scott when he was when, when scott was talking to me it was like you want to get to the you want to get to the big leagues by let's say 22 23 years old 24 years old obviously the earlier the better start your clock cuz you had 6 years until you hit free agency And the prime years are that 29 to 33, 32 range for a a star. Those are the prime years for that guy. So you need those prime years in that contract because that's what we're going to leverage when we do it. We're going to say, hey, listen, you're going to get him for the four years that he is unbelievable. This is his years. But in order to do that, you have to pay him for four years after too. And you're gonna, you'll, you're gonna have to, you have to take care of our guy four years later, in the, into the years. Well, or you're gonna pay him double for those four prime years. Yeah. So he's gonna get his money one way or the other. But they're gonna want that long term deal to show. You got listen. I'm gonna get money for a long fucking time. Um, and you know, maybe not as long as Bobby Bonilla gets it, but we're gonna get it for we're gonna get it for a long time. So it, it's interesting. And I gotta imagine we don't again don't want to be a a super diving into the books type of podcast. But you have to imagine that this deal makes sense for them financially. They probably wouldn't do it otherwise, unless they are just a team that say, oh, we're going to make a run. Let's go throw a ton of money at somebody. You have to make make the assumption that they have savvy business people who own baseball teams, who they've probably done pretty good in in other industries, you have to imagine. Savvy enough people that a 13-year, $330 million deal spread over, again, over 13 years, obviously, Makes financial sense, especially if they're going to getting playoff money every year, going to Worlds, like going deep into the playoffs every year. How much money that's bringing um, it is. And now we talk, you know, as we always do, how much ar- around the ballpark do oh, they own? Dude. I had a I, there was a gentleman that was trying to buy his net, his his um, his uh, group of bars. You remember this guy, TiVo, we were down in Philly. We met him at the, mm-hmm. at the bar at the lobby bar. Nice guy of the Ritz. Of the Ritz, NBD. Subtle, subtle flex, subtle flex. Um, we just got a, in the new bar, which we'll talk about at the end of this because we are opening today. Um, have a piece of the Ritz, kind of. And I said kind of in the pa- in the bar. <laughs> TiVo uh, T- 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 uh, making thumbnails over there. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we own? Do you own the the atrium up top? That's a beautiful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> atrium. Um, but there, this gentleman had the bar in Citizens Bank, so. He there? They, they were doing this new thing in the in that in that area. It wasn't wasn't uh, What's that place called now that they have all these things? And, um, and
2: at by the facilities by the yeah, stadiums? Yeah, yeah. Philly yeah. Live
0: Philly Live wasn't that right? This was a it was a bar inside it, the stadium. It, I know what it I
2: know. Right, it's attached. There's like a little yes. uh, beer garden outside.
0: Yeah. So he had yeah. this. They had this thing going, and it just it just it crushed. But you were allowed to go in there as a regular person, no ticket to the game. Oh, but then they had. Yeah, they had an area where if you were entering the game, you had to show a ticket. So he had he had both capabilities. You kind of experienced the game without being b- purchasing a ticket, but you also had ticketed people be able to come in and buy drinks and watch the games in there. And he said it crushed. But when the Phillies sucked, it definitely hurt sales quite a bit. <laughs> so... Now, you know, it, that's right in the heart of Citizens Bank. Now you're talking about this owner that might own a ton of real estate around, might own, you know, maybe he's part <laughs> well, of the, the, the bars and Philly response.
2: Live's doing watch parties, and then they built the uh, hotel across the street, and there's a casino in there. I mean, dude, it's buzzing. It's going to be buzzing. It is buzzing Buzzy. down there. But yeah. it's like tonight, that place will be mobbed shoulder to shoulder just to go in and feel the energy of Philly Live mm-hmm. to watch yeah. the game, even though it's exactly. across the street.
0: And, and so you're looking at this type of type of stuff, and we're not saying he owns all this. I have no idea what the what the gentleman owns and doesn't own. But there is so much business surrounding a good baseball team, specifically in a city like Philadelphia, that really gets behind their club. There's so much business here, like like when the Diamondbacks are playing well sorry about it scottsdale doesn't really care so like you'll have some diamondbacks fans but they're scottsdale if you've ever been to scottsdale scottsdale is a real showy place it's all it's all go there and rented lamb possibly rented lamborghinis (laughs) you know let's do all this crazy crazy shit they're not really there like when i went out in scottsdale
1: the people are there are not from arizona they're from somewhere else
0: exactly so it's not a super meaningful thing that the Diamondbacks were playing the Dodgers. I bet you if I went out to um, Old Town uh, last night in Scottsdale, um, it, I, I actually I probably see zero Diamondbacks jerseys because everyone's dressed to, a little bit to the nines in that area to kind of you know do the thing. Yeah, but it's just not meaningful. So like in a city like Philadelphia when you're talking about let's say he does own real estate surrounding it let's say he does own some bars you know so you guys know in the bar industry there are sometimes leases that talk about temp, you know either pay, pay this amount of rent or 10% of gross sales and now you're talking let's say he has some of those leases in place now there his his money that he owns in that building in that commercial condo <clears throat> not condo commercial space would be tied to how well the Phillies do because 10% of gross sales would be very much so tied to how the Phillies are doing. So there's so much business there to be done that when you have a guy like this, who's, let's say he's good for, like his price has been pretty good, but let's say he's been solid for four years bringing this kind of business to the, to the, to the Phillies and then you have a good GM and you got a good front office that's putting pieces together to make runs at the World Series, stuff like that. It, this is the type of stuff you need uh, maybe not need, but this is the type of stuff that uh, probably an owner looks at and says, well, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is $26 million from 2020 to 2029. But, you know, I might we might make, you know, 10 of that back in one of my bars out front, you know, like if we're really good, you know, it's it's not as big of a number as everyone wants to make it out to be for these owners when you really start to kind of break down the numbers and kind of look exactly what these guys are bringing in it just it might not be that impactful at least the way you know we're looking at it. it might not be as impactful as people might think because they just see that 330 million dollar number you're like holy shit like, that is a huge number to be play, paying a right fielder uh, but from a from a business standpoint I bet you it makes a whole lot of sense on their end yeah, to I think go it's already do that. worth it oh I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, especially the way Phillies fans are, are kind of coming out and the way they kind of do things. Yeah. You know, if he, it, I mean, probably just worth it from just owning the Phillies' perspective, let alone you know owning anything that's around, um, anything that's around the stadium. You know, that's it, it, that's just probably icing on the cake at that point. So, um, from that perspective, like from a whole playoff picture and a whole baseball picture, I think obviously, uh, you know, building a team. That kind of has that Philly thing where you kind of put that stud in the in the picture. You got some minor leaguers that develop well, and then you have some pieces that you're adding. There are gonna be some ex- more other expensive pieces in the mix, not quite like 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 Bryce Harper. Some other expensive pieces. It seems like it's a it's a pretty solid model, not only from a business standpoint, but just winning baseball games. I mean, they're I mean they're going up against the Braves team that you know is fantastic at this and have done great job keeping their young talent and they're going toe to toe with them and they're and they're brought in some of these guys that are known uh, guys like again like a Bryce Harper to kind of make everything work so I mean Phillies game set game what tonight for yeah closeout game
2: closeout game in Philly yep oh, Jesus Bet- bedlam at the bank yeah it's they're gonna, gonna going. be wild in there tonight dude they were doing so they they the, the Philly Philly was doing the tomahawk chop for four in it <laughs> for four innings on the Braves last night. It was it was funny as shit. And that guy, the locker room guy, Orlando Ar, Ar- is that Ar-Kia. how you say his name?
0: I think it's Arcia, but
2: Arquia Orlando Arquia, at bat seven, batting average 143, zero home runs, zero RBIs, and you want to make jokes in the locker room? Come on, Arquia.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> not great, not great. I mean, look at I, I think they had I don't know, Mookie and Mookie and um. Freddie Freeman went, like, one for 21 or something like that. Like, some, like, horrible, horrible. And they apparently, like, based off their statistics in the in their regular season, like, one of the best one-two punches in the history of baseball. And they have just – they did not perform. Uh, but, yeah, if you're going to talk shit, you probably – If you're batting – hold on. If you're yeah, batting – I'll give you another – yeah, I'll give you another perspective. If you're batting 143 and you have a swarm of reporters around you at the end of the game – Something has gone probably, awry. Yes, you probably have done something wrong.
2: <laughs> What is he thinking?
1: Uh, some guys are just like that, man. Some guys are just chatterboxes, man, and it they, doesn't matter what's going on on the field; they're just going to be chirping in the clubhouse. I, I remember I we had a guy like the—I don't know how good he was. I think he was solid, but I remember a guy Miguel Montero uh, for the Diamondbacks back in the day. He was the big league catcher for a while. Uh, he just was no—I don't. Didn't matter how bad or good the team was, he was just always chirping.
0: Yeah, honestly, they're the most frustrating. It's like Brian—they're the most frustrating people in the world because. The competitor in you is like, who the fuck are you? Have no right to be talking. Yeah. You're terrible at this. Like, you're not good. Yeah. And you're they're still chirping, which makes you even more annoyed. <laughs> it's like one thing to be chirping with you know Acuna and be like, oh, we're going at it. Like this guy's great. I'm you know at least the guy deserves it. This this dumbass is over there. You know talking. He's got nothing to be talking about. So yeah. they are the most even, annoying. You can't even people.
2: look Bryce in the eyes when he's around in second. He couldn't. Totally. Even well, get he might not it. have
0: known
1: that was happening. Like he's he might just be like. I don't know that. I mean, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, I don't. I oh,
0: the day after the comments and the, and a homer br- from that guy, he's rounding second. I ain't looking either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out the center uh, field, being like, we got one, guys. We got one. Let's round this. <laughs> <game."> <laughs>
2: oh, man. Arkea. Oh, all right. Arkea, right. our, <laughs> our guy. Yes. So,
0: anyway, guys, that's. All I had for today is and we don't need to necessarily keep continuing going. Um, TiVo, you got anything fun on, on the horizon for this weekend?
2: I'm flying down to Tampa today. Tampa oh, wow. Tebow. Yeah, Tampa go, Yeah, look at some apartments and uh, see what see what the vibe is down there. Well,
0: I, you know, all right. Well, that's great, Chum.
2: That's great. <laughs> uh, we are
0: opening uh, what's now going to be called the waiting room here in Hoboken. So we'll end on this. All um, right. It will be my uh, one, two, three, Eight, four, seven. five, sixth bar here in town. Uh, this one, I think, will be the toughest challenge. It is a bar that historically isn't great uh, location wise. You have to kind of walk downstairs. It's all by my other bars, but you got to walk downstairs. It's a little bit tougher. Uh, but we got a pretty cool concept. We're calling it the waiting room. And only reason that was because it's always been the place everyone goes where they can't get into any of the other bars. <laughs> um, and what I'm trying where to is set it? up. Wh- what street is it on? It's uh, right. It's direct next door to Green Rock.
2: So oh, it used street, to be the yeah.
0: little London, the London Bar, Scotland Yard. Then it was the Winston. Now then it was yeah, uh, yeah. Ugly Irishman. Then it was Bobbleheads. Now it's us. Okay. Uh, so decent bar, but what we're doing there, what we're trying to accomplish there, uh, is just being what it is. You know, we're calling it the waiting room when I mean, you can't get anywhere else over here. But we're going to add because we know people can't get anywhere else what they kind of want to go, uh, and they're coming here to to either whether it's cold or listen, it's the only bar we can get into. What we're doing is we're going to be displaying uh, a live feed of the lines at all my other bars inside on the TVs at this bar, so that uh, you can have a drink and you know when the when the line goes down over at Green Rock or Texas or what have you. Um, we can uh, you can watch it, see, watch it go down or even maybe we're thinking about some type of fast pass like they have at Six Flags <laughs> uh, where you can, yeah, you know, I don't know how we're going to work that. But fun bar and the piece that is in the Ritz-Carlton that is now in this bar and that's why I said kind of. It was not in the, like, I didn't take something off the wall at the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> and put it in the bar. <laughs> uh, but um, remember at the elevator, that, that train thing that goes. Yes, p- yes. So we bought one. Yeah so, so there's this thing which I I absolutely can't stand the terminology. It's called in the in the corporate world a hero piece, and it makes me want to vomit. It's like saying the word synergy. <laughs> uh, but and, at the at the River Street Garage, we put up this huge neon sign with a, you know a like a garage type wall in the background. Awesome piece. It really looks awesome. Really cool. That's our hero piece there. This is our hero piece there. It's it's uh, I don't know if you can control from an app or what have you but it's digital um not digital it has like the same things but you can control it digitally where you can kind of put anything you want up there um so we're, th- we're considering putting like wait average wait times to get into the bars uh the specials for the day changing it all the time like kind of fucking around with it it's a really cool piece so i'm excited about that um and yeah so it's friends and family today you
2: could do you could do like a round of shots called like i don't know the heroes the heroes round and it's like Six shots, uh, and then you get to send a message to the board. <laughs> yeah, actually, people would probably those enjoy messages that. would get fun. <laughs> yeah, lock <Yeah. Fuck> out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then the last thing we're going to do, which I think is is awesome, it came up yesterday. So the the bar in the city called Rolf's. Uh, it's a German bar that decks out for for Christmas every year. It's like unbelievably Christmassy. Uh, we have it's this is called the waiting room it's it's train themed at the bar so you have that that's obviously a train thing uh, and we're doing a little, few more decor and then we're putting up all the bars as like stops so like on the green line you can go to green rock you know you know all this stuff and uh what we're kind of having that Christmassy vibe uh come the season kind of deck it out for christmas alongside you know my a little bit of a polar express feel since it is a train type mm. place so just little things to try Wait, to replace. And the you way. have
2: Ralph. what is it called? The one in the. Rolf's. City? That you I don't own, own that own it, now no. too. Oh, okay. No. no, yeah, I don't own that. <laughs> it
0: just—it's like like anytime, anytime you're at least in this area, it's going to be all over your TikTok feed. Come Christmas, okay? Uh, you're going to see all these people. Oh, you know, we went to Rolf's, and it's like it is. It they do an insane fucking decorations, uh, and pe- and they're mobbed on, in December. So with the hope that we do something similar, that we will also be somewhat crowded in the <laughs> during the December month. So uh, I'm excited. So if you're in Hoboken, stop by uh, tonight. Friends and family, but I probably won't turn you down if you come in. Um, and then tomorrow we are full send uh, opening to the public. So stop by, give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Hell yeah. Uh, but... Other than that, hope everyone enjoyed their. Oh, I just realized no one's gonna hear this until Monday, so come in this coming weekend uh, well, we have already opened. So yeah, swing by tonight. I was like, oh. yeah, swing. Don't swing. We're not gonna be open on Monday, so don't swing by tonight. Uh, but hope you guys enjoyed your weekend, uh, and then until next time, we'll see you guys later.